morning's reading is taken from John's Gospel, chapter 7. Begin to read at verse 1, 1 to 13, and then 37 to 39. After this, Jesus traveled around Galilee. He wanted to stay out of Judea, where the Jewish leaders were plotting his death. But soon it was time for the Jewish festival of shelters, and Jesus' brother said to him, Leave here and go to Judea, where your followers can see your miracles. You can't become famous if you hide like this. If you can do such wonderful things, show yourself to the world, for even the brothers didn't believe in him. Jesus replied, Now is not the right time for me to go, but you can go anytime. The world can't hate you, but it does hate me because I accuse it of doing evil. You go, and I'm, I'm not going to this festival because my time has not yet come. After saying these things, Jesus remained in Galilee. But after his brothers left for the festival, Jesus also went, though secretly, staying out of public view. The Jewish leaders tried to find him at the festival and kept asking, has anyone seen him? There was a lot of grumbling about him among the crowds. Some argued he's a good man, but others said he's nothing but a fraud who deceives the people. But no one had the courage to seek favorably about him in public, for they were afraid of getting trouble, of getting in trouble with the Jewish leaders. Then verse 37, on the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds, anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink, for the scriptures declares, rivers of living waters will flow from his heart. When he had said living water, he was speaking of the spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him. But the spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet entered his glory. As David said, we're continuing our series through John's gospel. And as you can see, we're, we're at John 7. Uh, and this chapter opens with um, this picture that the, the Jewish leaders are plotting um, to kill Jesus. And in a sense, the journey to the cross has begun. Um, and it's the Feast of Shelters or, or the Feast of Tabernacles is happening. And, and this ran for seven days. And it was probably the most popular of all the Jewish festivals. It was to commemorate how God had provided for them after they left Egypt while they journeyed through the wilderness and the desert. It was a, re- a week of remembering, of thanksgiving, and of celebration. It was a big holiday in many, many ways. And it was something that the Jewish people really looked forward to. And Jesus is urged by his brothers to go to Jerusalem. Leave and go to Judea where your followers can see your miracles. You can't become famous if you hide like this. If you can do such wonderful things, show yourself to the world. In other words, go and sort of strut your stuff. Let let them see what you're about. Go and show yourself. But the reality is we're told that actually... Even his brothers didn't believe in him, we read in verse 5. Even his brothers didn't believe in him. And while Jesus tells his brothers, now away you go, I'm not going, he actually does secretly. And then if you were to, I didn't want to read it all, it would take too long this morning. If you read that passage, there's a, there's a cat and mouse game goes on with the, with, with the Jewish leaders and Jesus. You know, midway through the week, he appears in the temple and begins to teach. And a lot of people seem to be with him, but sort of as the reading goes on, that changes. As the chapter unfolds, the religious leaders are trying their best to find him because they want to kill him. The people um, seem to think either Jesus is demonized or he's a fraud. There are some that think he's good, but 
they're afraid to speak out because of what might happen to them. And of course, his brothers, they've little faith in him at all. And it would seem that Jesus has made himself famous, but not the way his brothers were expecting. Jesus seems to be the talk of the town. There's a lot going on in this chapter, and I, too much to cover this morning. So I want to focus on a few verses towards the end where I'd read verses 37 to 39. On the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds, anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare, rivers of living water will flow from his heart. When he said that this living water, he was speaking of the Spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him. But the Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet entered into his glory. You know, one of the things that they commemorated at this festival was the way that God had provided water in a miraculous way. You know, if you know the story, if you don't go back to Exodus 17 or Numbers 20, where, where there's no water in the desert. They were thirsty, they were dying of thirst, and, and God provided water from the rock. Moses struck the rock and water come out of it. And every day during the festival, they would come, the priests would come, and they would pour water out before the altar in remembrance of this, how God come in this miraculous way and kept them alive. And it was in this context, when this happened, this is where Jesus stands up. In the middle of all this, when the water's been poured out, he said, let anyone who's thirsty come to me. He was making an announcement. He was standing up. He was actually shouting. Usually the rabbis would teach. They would be sitting. But he stands up in the crowd. He stands up in the middle of this, all this festival that's going on. He said, let anyone who's thirsty come to me. And this language, this, this metaphor being thirsty actually wouldn't have been alien at all to the Jews. We read in Isaiah 51, if anyone, is anyone thirsty, come and drink. Even if you've no money, come and take the choice of wine or milk. It's all free. Why spend your money on food that does not give strength? Why pay for food that does you no good? Listen to me and you will eat what is good. You will enjoy the finest food. Come to me with your ears wide open. Listen and you will find life. You know, we all thirst for different things in life, whether we want to admit it or not. We, we, we thirst for love, for, you know, for acceptance, for popularity, you know, for fame. You know, we, we, we thirst for friendship and companionship, and there's probably loads of other things that we thirst for. But what is Jesus talking about? What, what is the prophet Isaiah describing to us? What is this thirst? that Jesus is saying can be quenched if you come to him. In John 4, um, what we looked at a couple of evenings back on Sunday, um, Jesus has an encounter with a woman at the well, the Samaritan woman at the well, and he speaks of giving her living water. And it is described as the bringing or the giving of eternal life. We read in, in John 4, 14, it becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. He meets this woman at the well. And he says, look, this water you're drawn, I, I can give you water that you will never thirst again. And this water is eternal life. In John 3, in the encounter with Nicodemus, Jesus tells 
Nicodemus, unless someone is born of the Spirit, they cannot obtain or gain eternal life. And in this passage, Jesus links them both together. When he said living water, he was speaking of the Spirit. When he was speaking to the woman at the well, he was talking about the Holy Spirit. When he's speaking here, he's talking about the Holy Spirit. You know, when we, when we believe in Jesus, when we give our lives to him, we become born again of God. We, that living water comes into our lives. We become new creations. It quenches that thirst that's within us. You know, there's a thirst in all of us to discover who we really are, where we've come from, where we're going to, why we're here, what happens when we close our eyes for the last time. I don't care who you are. At some time, there's that thirst there because we're told that God has actually planted that in our hearts. And there's only one who can quench that thirst, and that's Jesus. And not until we receive this living water will that thirst be quenched. It's not until we acknowledge who Jesus is and acknowledge who we are, sinners, that, and that sin separates us from God. Not to we acknowledge all that. Not to we acknowledge that Jesus paid the price for our sin on the cross. Not to we acknowledge that he died for us. And on the third day he rose, defeating death. Not to we acknowledge all this will our thirst ever be quenched. You know, people try to quench their thirst in so, so many different things. This thirst of why we are here. It might be material things. It can be other religions. It can be relationships. It can be drugs, alcohol. It can be sex. It can be different things. But there's only one who can quench the thirst. Jesus tells us in John 6, whoever believes in me will never be thirsty again. However, when Jesus is speaking in this passage, he's also pointing forward to Pentecost. Whenever he said living water, he was speaking of the Spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him, but the Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet entered into his glory. He was referring to what the prophet Joel spoke about in Joel 2. I will pour out my Spirit upon all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. In those days I will pour out my Spirit even on servants, men, and woman alike. But this could only happen after the cross, after the resurrection, after Jesus has been glorified, after the work of salvation of mankind has been accomplished. You know, we looked at that a number of weeks back on Pentecost Sunday. God poured out His Spirit upon the church and that first Pentecost Sunday. And the result of that was the empowering and the enabling of the disciples, you know, to preach God's Word in power. There were signs and wonders. They were able to heal the sick, drive out demons. They were to raise the dead. They were to lead lives of faith. Faith in the, in the face of persecution, torture, and even death. So the question last Sunday for you, those of you who are here, I had two questions. I've only one question this morning for you. Only one. Are you thirsty? Are you thirsty this morning? Are you thirsty, firstly, you know, to know what life is really all about? Are you thirsty for truth? Truth about God, truth about life, truth about death, truth about eternity. You know, the prophet Isaiah tells us, come with your ears wide open. Listen 
and you will find life. In fact, this life that you find is free. Come, take your choice of wine or milk. It's all free. In other words, come and receive the very, very best. So this morning, are you willing to listen to the truth? Have your ears wide open? Are you thirsty and want to drink of the free water of life? In other words, do you need to give your life to this Jesus who loved you so much that he died on the cross for you? Do you need to say yes to him this morning? And for those of us who have, who have drank this water of life, are we thirsty for more of God? Are we thirsty this, this morning for more of God? More thirsty for more of God's grace to live in a world that he has placed us in. Thirsty for more of God's compassion for the brokenness that's around us. Thirsty for more of God's boldness to, to speak out for him and to step into all that he actually has for us. Thirsty for more of God's power so that we can pray for the sick and they're healed. Thirsty for more of God's gifting so that we can speak and minister and beyond this natural world. And we're thirsty for more of God's love so that we can love the unlovable. And we're thirsty for more of the manifest presence of God in our lives so that those around us will meet the risen Christ through who we are. Or maybe this morning you're thirsty to know the peace and the presence of God. Maybe you're thirsty to know that He loves you, that you are His child, that even though life may be very difficult at this moment, you know that He holds you in the palm of His hand, even though life maybe doesn't make much sense. Or maybe this morning you're thirsty because you need more of the, this living water because you're just struggling. You're struggling to remain faithful to him. You're struggling with, with the pressures in life. You're struggling with relationships. You're struggling with temptation. You're thirsty, Lord. I need you. See, in this passage... Jesus doesn't promise us a few drips or a sprinkling of water. No, we're told rivers of living water will flow from his heart. Rivers. Rivers. It's not a few drips. It's not a bit of sprinkling. It's rivers of living water flow from Jesus. He will pour his Holy Spirit into our lives, filling us to his fullness and not ours. So as I finish this morning, you know, in the natural world, being thirsty is in the place of need, and, and, and we know we're in that place of need. We know when we're thirsty, and, and, and we know what to do. Admittedly, sometimes when we're thirsty, we, we drink the wrong things. And actually doesn't help us at all. Might feel good at the time, but it doesn't really quench our thirst. 
And we can do the same spiritually. But Jesus tells us the answer to our spiritual thirst is him. So this morning, are you thirsty? Do you need to drink the water which Jesus gives, which becomes a fresh, bubbling spring within you, giving you eternal life? Do you need to give your life to Jesus this morning? Or maybe some of us, do we need rivers of living water? Do we need rivers of living water? God, the Holy Spirit, filling our lives, enabling us to lead the life that Christ has called us into. That no matter where we're at, what we're doing, God's Spirit flows from us to others. In a moment or two, we're going to have um, our Holy Communion, and the prayer ministry team will be up during that. Can I encourage you this morning? If you need to say yes to Jesus, will, will you come to these folks? They would love to explain that to you, and they would love to pray with you. But also, can I encourage you, if you're even just that little bit thirsty this morning, to come and let these folks pray with you that rivers of living water will flow into your lives and then flow through you. Amen.